Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of Hebrews with part three of this message entitled, The Danger of Drifting. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Hebrews chapter two. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have brought us from all our wanderings. You have brought us to Elim, where you have 12 springs and 70 palm trees. Thank you for bringing us to this place where we could drink from your word. We could eat from the palm trees you have provided. You have called us to come to your son, who is water of life. He is the bread of life. He is life. He is the one who alone is able to quench our thirst and feed us that we may hunger no more. Therefore, O God, help us to pay the fullest attention to you, Son of God, that we may hear and fear the Lord, that we may hear and love the Lord. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hebrews chapter 2, the first four verses. The danger of drifting. That's what it is. The danger of being careless and thoughtless when we hear the word of God. The danger of being distracted by creation. Danger of being idolatrous. So we do not pay full attention to our Savior, to our very life. Danger of drifting. Our author gives his first warning to his readers in this portion of scripture. Because of persecution, these Hebrew Christians were tempted to turn their back on Jesus Christ and his glorious salvation. We could say they have fallen from their first love. They have become dull in their mind and lazy. They have stopped growing spiritually. They are in a state of drifting. So the author warns against such backsliding. He gives his first command to them. And I will translate the first verse this way. For this reason we must apply our mind to the fullest extent to what we have heard so that we will not drift away. Notice it is written to believers, not to pagans. As Christians, we can hear the word again and again and do not perceive. We can get used to 
the word that we fail to truly hear and believe and be blessed. This morning let us apply our mind to its maximum to the word of God. A driver must pay careful attention to the road if he wants to stay alive and arrive at his destination. God is speaking and we must give him all our attention. Moses tells us in Deuteronomy 6, Hear, O Israel, and be careful to obey that it may go well with you. Not hearing, carelessness, means that it will not go well with us. First, it says, for this reason. That tells you Bible is a reasonable book. That God is reasonable. And all what God tells us is reasonable. It is more reasonable to believe that the infinite personal God created the world out of nothing than to believe that something came out of nothing. We believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ because there is an infinite personal God who is able to do so. We believe that we ourselves will be raised from the dead because this infinite personal God is able to do so. It is reasonable. And all through the scriptures you find this expression, therefore, he is giving you reason. For this reason, we must pay full attention for the reason that God is speaking to us, not through angels, nor through prophets, but through his eternal son. Yes. Attention must be given in terms of the dignity and the authority of the person speaking. God has spoken in his son who is heir of all things, creator of all things, son who is deity, the second person of the Trinity, the upholder of all things, our great high priest of our salvation, and our king eternal, one who is superior to all angels, angels who are mere servants of God and servants of his church. We must pay full attention because of the one who is speaking to us is the Son. And what he is speaking to us has to do with our eternal salvation. As we read in verse 14 of chapter 1, pay more careful attention. Do not drift. And do not become careless. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. To hear carelessly the gospel is to drift into eternal punishment. I say the gospel is a matter of life and death. 
Second, we are told we must, we ought, that is the word day, the Greek word. We must pay our full attention. To play golf or not to play golf is optional. But to hear the message of the gospel is not optional. You must. You must pay full attention if you desire to arrive in heaven. If we drift, we will arrive where the rich man arrived in hell. For he in his life did not ever pay any attention to the Holy Bible, Moses and the prophets. So we must stretch our minds. Wake up! We must hear the word, understand it, believe it, and do the word. Modern evangelical church entertains They are told to check their mind outside and come to be entertained. No, we are gathered together to look at him who ought to be the object of our mind. We are called together to think, to understand, to believe, stretch our minds. Hear the word, understand it. For in the word, the Son of God is speaking about our salvation. The Greek expression, prosekain, dei perisoteros, prosekain hamas, the Greek expression tells us that we must pay full attention to the word continuously, daily. Not just one time. We eat food daily. Some people too much. Even so we need to feed on the spiritual food of the word continuously. So pay maximum attention even now. Stop drifting. Keep your eyes on the ball of the word of God preached. If you don't pay attention to the red signal on the road, you die and you kill others. If you don't pay attention to the doctor, you die before your time. But God, our great physician, is addressing us concerning our eternal salvation. Pay him your fullest attention so that you may not drift away from God into a miserable eternity in hell. Remember the parable of the sower. Speaks of four kinds of people. The pathway here, that's the first one. He heard the word, he paid no attention to it. The devil came and took it away from him. He was not saved. The stony heart hearer, 
He paid superficial attention to the word. He did not understand the cost of discipleship. So when trials came because of the word, he fell away. He was not saved for he did not understand the word. He was rootless. Then the thorny heart hearer. He heard the word but did not pay attention fully to it. He failed to understand the word satisfies us fully. In spite of all our tribulations. He had a divided heart. He was deceived by worries of this life, deceitfulness of riches, desires for other things other than God, and pleasures of life. And we are told he was choked. He was choked to death, became fruitless, not saved. And we are told about the good soil here, good heart. He heard the word, he paid the fullest attention, he understood the word, he treasured the word, he persevered in his obedience to the word. And we are told he brought forth fruit. He was saved. Pay maximum attention. Therefore, to the word of God. Look at chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess. Or turn to chapter 12 of Hebrews and verse 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith. Or 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18. And we who with unveiled faces all behold, that's the way I would translate, the Lord's glory. What's happening to us are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory. Fix your eyes on Jesus and be transformed by him. For he tells us in chapter 2 and verse 10 of the Hebrews. He says his purpose of incarnation was to bring many sons to glory. That's his purpose. He didn't come to make you rich or famous and powerful or mighty. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And Christ has come to bring many sons to glory. I think there is a higher purpose than make us rich and famous. And Psalm 1 tells us that the psalmist meditates on the law day and night. Pay Full attention when the word is preached. May Christ dwell in your heart today. May the word of Christ dwell in you richly today. May you grow in grace and in the knowledge of God today. May you be transformed by the truth of Christ this morning.
Pay attention, sir. Full attention, sir. Fuller than attention that you give to your physics teacher, or chemistry teacher, or philosophy teacher, or mathematics teacher. Three, the danger of drifting. Carelessness costs you dearly. The word of God demands the maximum capacity of your renewed mind. I say you do not come to church to be entertained or to doze off into our dream world. Church is not an escape from our work life. We come to church to think, to know God, and to be filled with him, to be satisfied with him. Pay more careful attention so that you may not drift away. The Greek word parareo, drift away, means to float past the harbor. To be carried downstream past the landing place. The pilot of the ship is either drunk or asleep. The ship is being carried by wrong currents into hell. Inattention will set us adrift into hell. While always thinking we are on our way to heaven. The word is also used to describe a ring that slips off his finger and lost forever. Brothers and sisters, no one stands still. Either we move toward God or through inattention and unbelief we move away from God. Only to hear on that day from the mouth of Christ, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. So pay close attention turn with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 4 beginning with verse 20 my son pay attention to what I say listen closely to my words keep them within your heart for that's the reason now what is the reason? Why should you pay maximum attention? For they are life to those who find them and medicine to man's whole body. Serious business, sir. It's life. It's health. It's medicine. Number four, there is an argument here from lesser to greater. Verse 2, for if the message, if the word spoken by angels was binding and every transgression and disobedience received, it's just retribution, punishment. That's the argument. How shall we escape if we neglect, ignore, if we become careless? about this great salvation 
an argument from lesser to the greater. Same as if Heavenly Father feeds the birds, he will feed you. It appears that God gave the law to the people of Israel in some sense through the mediation of angels. And Septuagint Deuteronomy 33 verse 2 seems to indicate that. But New Testament also speaks about it. Acts 7.53 and Galatians 3.19 that the law was given by God through the mediation of angels. And yet the law was binding, was legal upon the people. And those who violated the law of God suffered just retribution. Take uh, two or three cases. Leviticus chapter 10 speaks about two children of Aaron, the priest, Nadab and Abihu. They violated the law and they were killed in the church by God. Or read Numbers 16, the chapter, there was an arrogant man, Korah, and the earth split open and swallowed him and killed him. Then we read 250 people killed by fire from God. And in the same chapter, we find 14,700 people who were rebels, were killed by a plague. The word spoken through the angels was binding. And every transgression and disobedience received its just punishment, retribution from God. Or look at Joshua chapter 7. There was a fellow by name Achim. And he disobeyed God's law, the word of the covenant Lord. And he stole that which belonged to the Lord. And he dug a hole in his tent and covered it up. And God discovered it. He and his entire family stoned to death. And were set on fire. God did it. Pay careful attention, sir. They were justly punished because they did not pay attention to the law of the covenant Lord. So I said, this is an argument from the lesser to the greater. If this is so, we shall be punished more severely. We shall not escape just punishment if we refuse to pay attention to the word spoken by the Son. How shall we escape the judgment of hell if we ignore, despise, neglect such a great salvation. That word ignore appears in another place, Matthew 22. Let's take a look at it. The chapter speaks about a great feast and many were invited. Matthew 22 And beginning with verse 5, a great feast, 
given by a great person and the guests ignored, paid no attention, despised. Notice the word, Matthew 22, 5 through 7. But they paid no attention and went off. They had better things to do, sir. One to his field, another to his business, the rest seized his servants, mistreated them and killed them. And verse 7, the king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. The same word, ignore. This is call from heaven. The speaker is Christ. The subject is our salvation, sir. Pay attention. This great salvation. And when you study the word soteria, salvation, appears several times in the book of Hebrews, and we learn a few things. Jesus is the author of this salvation. And we read that this salvation is eternal salvation. And we read that he accomplished this salvation by his own death. The Son of God died in our place to accomplish this redemption, which he now offers to all people. And we are told that when he comes again, we will enjoy salvation in its fullest degree. And we are told this salvation means death is destroyed for us. We are liberated from the fear of death. Number six, this great salvation makes us sons of hell, sons of glory. The purpose of God is to bring many sons to glory. Pay attention, sir. Because it is speaking about your everlasting glory. Number seven. This great salvation is necessary for you to draw near to God. To draw near to God in worship. And be blessed by him. So the argument is, if the message spoken through the angels was binding, and every transgression and disobedience received its just retribution, how shall we escape if we despise, if we ignore, if we pay no attention to the words spoken? By the Son, the word of great salvation. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Same kind of argument is, is found there. Beginning with verse 26 through 31. Pay attention now. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth. No sacrifice for sins is left but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses, there is the argument, 
died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses, how much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot? who has treated us an unholy thing, the blood of the covenant that sanctified him, and who has insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said it is mine to avenge, I will repay, and again the Lord will judge his people. And it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now, finally, let us look at the preachers. Who are these people who are preaching to us the gospel? The gospel of this great salvation. First, of course, it is not preached to us by angels. Not angels. Remember to, the, to Cornelius, God said, go and call Peter. Not angels. Secondly, it is God the Father who is preaching the gospel to us. Now, you don't get that idea when you read New International Version. But this is the way it should be translated. For if the message spoken through angels was binding, so God was speaking through angels, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment. How shall we escape if we neglect such a salvation? This salvation which was first announced by the Lord. That's not what the text says. This salvation which was first announced through the Lord. Now who announced it? God the Father is announcing it. Pay attention, sir. It is God the Father is speaking to you about your own great salvation. Remember, it is he who said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Listen to him. Thirdly, certainly it is spoken by the Lord Jesus himself. Spoken by the Lord, kurios. This kurios is Jesus, verse 9 identifies. The message is spoken to you, not by angels. But the Lord himself is speaking. One who is superior to all angels. The creator of all angels. The eternal son, our Lord is speaking. Understand his person. His dignity, his authority. Pay attention to his word. He is greater than you. He is the creator of you. He can send you to hell. And yet, he comes to speak to you in grace, in mercy. Listen to him. Look at his person. And pay attention to his word. It's not a word of judgment, but of salvation, of forgiveness, of acceptance. Which is true, let's turn to Mark. Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, and beginning with verse 14. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. 
The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. We'll turn to the book of Acts, chapter 10. Beginning with verse 36, Peter is speaking to the household of Cornelius. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel. It is God's message sent to the people of Israel telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ who is Lord of all. Yes, it was first proclaimed by the Lord. And yet we know majority rejected his word. They saw him as a blasphemer. They crucified him. The preacher of the good news was crucified. He came to his own, his own received him not, paid no attention. Some prostitutes believed him. The Samaritan woman believed him. The Samaritan leper believed him. The blind Bartimaeus believed him. The great sinner, the publican Zacchaeus believed him. The eleven apostles, the seventy, the hundred and twenty, the five hundred believed him. But sirs, the majority rejected him. They were so busy, they, they paid him no attention. They ignored this great invitation. And they drifted into hell, sir. As I have seen people even from this church. After many years, they drift into hell. Drift into hell. Because they were careless. They never treasured the word. They were careless. Let us listen to the word today. Christ is speaking. And not only that, number four, who is speaking? The apostles. We are told those who heard him. Look at it. How shall we escape, verse 3, if we ignore such a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. The readers of this epistle never heard Jesus speak. The author himself never heard Jesus speak. That's why the author cannot be an apostle. The church of the Hebrews was established by someone who was an eyewitness to the ministry of Jesus. So we can assume some apostle must have established the church. The apostles as eyewitnesses of the ministry of Jesus. They attested the deeds and teachings of Jesus. When apostles, by the inspiration of the Spirit, speak, Christ himself speaks. These eyewitnesses were ambassadors of Christ. Let's say just one text 1st John chapter 1 that which was from the beginning that which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked at and our hands have touched this we proclaim concerning the word of life and so on 
They were eyewitnesses. They were appointed apostles. They were under the inspiration of the Spirit of God. They proclaimed. What did they proclaim? Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried and Christ was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And he appeared to many. Christ died for our sins and raised for our justification. The apostles heard the teachings. They were given the Holy Spirit. They saw the miracles he performed. They heard that he must die to give his life a ransom for many. They saw him raise the dead. They saw him crucified, dead and buried. They saw him as the risen one. They saw him ascending into heaven. And the Spirit of God came upon them. And they went about as ambassadors and as apostles to proclaim the gospel. I say to you, when the apostle speaks, Christ himself speaks. The word of the apostles is the word of Christ himself. The apostles guarantee and attest that what they are speaking is the very word of God. And number five, we are told here, God also, verse four, God also, that is God the Father, testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. In other words, we we see God the Father again. God the Father testified to the authenticity of the apostles and the gospel they preached by performing signs, wonders, and miracles through them. Through their miracles, God was encouraging people to believe the gospel. Of course, we must believe the gospel without any miracle. Yet God performs miracles through the apostles to guarantee the authenticity of the word and encourage us to believe and be saved. So let's understand the supreme purpose of these miracles. The supreme purpose is to point us to God's presence. God validates the apostolic message through them. God the Father himself is saying, believe the message and be saved. God the Father validates the apostolic message through the apostles, through the miracles and signs and wonders. Miracles of God are testimonies of God to validate the message. And so turn to the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 22. It happened the miracles in the life of Jesus himself. Acts 2.22. Men of Israel, listen to this. Listen. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs. Which God did among you through him. As you yourselves know. It is accreditation. Of the messenger and the message. And you see apostles performing miracles. In Acts chapter 9. Saint Peter. 
raised dead Dorcas. And these apostolic signs were performed by Paul and others you read about it. And finally, the Holy Spirit is present when the gospel is preached. And he pours out the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you read that in the book of Acts. God poured out his Holy Spirit and various gifts. Acts 19, 1 through 6, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11, and so on. Oh, turn with me to the 26th chapter of John and verse... Uh, 15th chapter of John and verse 26. Listen to this. When the counselor comes whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify of me. You understand, sir, that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are present in the preaching of the gospel. That's why it is important to pay full attention. And the apostles, when they speak, God is speaking. And finally, the apostles are dead. They are not here. Then who is preaching now? The pastors. And who are they? Number seven, the pastors are preaching. Who are they? They are gifts. Given by the risen Christ to the church. Ephesians 4 verse 11. Who are they? They are people appointed by God. 1 Corinthians 12. They are the ones who are preaching. They are not angels. They are human beings. And so we tend to neglect to listen to him. No, sir, no angel is preaching. It is the pastor preaching. And in that preaching, God is preaching. The Father, Son, the Holy Spirit working together to accomplish his great purpose of salvation in your life. Therefore, sir, pay fullest attention to the gospel word. For it is preached by the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost is preached by the apostles. And it is preached by human beings like me. Turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 7. And we are told, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. God still uses human beings to preach the gospel. Called, appointed, and gifted. Pay full attention to the word carelessness will cause one to drift away and float past like a dead fish to hell itself. The primary purpose of signs, wonders, and various miracles was to authenticate the messenger and the message. Sirs, now such authentication is not at all necessary since we have the complete revelation of the Son in the written word. What about, sir, what about the modern miracles? We should ask that question, isn't it? What about these modern miracles? 
Well, let me tell you first. They come from satanic powers. 2 Thessalonians 2, 7 and 9. And you read the book of Revelation. It's full of it. Number two. They come from the psychological manipulation of stupid people by unscrupulous preachers. To gather money from their pocket to his pocket. That's all there is to it. Third. I believe God may perform healings and miracles. I cannot tell him that he shouldn't perform. He's quite free and sovereign to do so. Not for authentication of the message, but God is compassionate. He healed a lot of people because he was compassionate. So I don't believe with a lot of other people that he will not do this anymore. But according to his sovereign will. He may heal you or he may not heal you. But he has given us eternal life. We shall never perish. God is compassionate towards his people. God still hears our prayers. See I'm standing here before you. 70 years of age. Never went to the hospital. For anything. Not because I deserve anything. It is God's own plan and purpose. And I believe that he can heal us. And he can do whatever he pleases to do. He can raise the dead if he chooses to. But I'm saying. But we do not need any more miracle to know. That the Bible is the very word of God. God has spoken finally and fully in his son. Faith comes by hearing this word. It is sheer unbelief that demands signs, miracles, and wonders in addition to the word of God. Let me ask a couple of questions. I tell you, you are listening. You are always listening. Everybody is listening. First question is, what are you habitually listening to? What is it? that you are listening to human words or the word of God that speaks about great salvation number two do you pay maximum attention to the word of God when you read privately daily because it is the very word of God God is speaking God try you Do you pay maximum attention when the word of God is preached in the church? And I say, do you listen to preachers who will not preach the whole gospel? Let me read to you the book of Lamentation, which you have read recently, chapter 2 and verse 14. You find the true preacher who preaches only the very word of God and the whole word of God. Here it is. Jeremiah says, the visions of your prophets were false and worthless. Now why is it? They did not expose your sin to ward off your captivity. The oracles they gave you were false and misleading. If you don't hear a preacher preaching sin. And then the remedy. Christ. 
then he's a false preacher. He's interested in lifting your money from your pocket to his. Because nobody likes to be told that they are sinners. And they need salvation. Are you drifting away from spiritual things to deceitfulness of riches, pleasures of life, desire for other things, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life? Watch out. Are you like the foolish virgin who failed to take oil with them and shut out from God's presence? Do you take for granted that you are going to heaven because you were baptized and you joined a church? You know what I said on that day? He would say, depart from me. Are you like the first three soils that did not produce any fruit? Though they heard the word. Number six, are you like the rich man who expected to go to heaven yet completely neglected the word and was surprised at the end or like the thief on the cross who paid attention to Christ and finally in his agony and in his pain and in his suffering confessed Jesus Christ is Lord and fellowship with him in paradise the same day Sirs, pay close attention, for it is life, for it is health, for your whole body. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us not to drift into hell, but to pay maximum attention that we may arrive in heaven to spend eternity with you. Save sinners this morning. Heal your people, comfort your people, strengthen your people. May the word of your grace enter into each one of us and comfort us. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. You have been listening to part three of the Bible series on the book of Hebrews. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.